Hello, everybody, and welcome to How to Scale an Agency. I'm here with Peter Cifuentes of Astro Digital Marketing. He's got a really cool company that focuses on TikTok and TikTok advertising for businesses, e-commerce brands, and businesses alike. Peter, I think thanks for uh, being on the call, and thank you. Uh, if you want to introduce yourself, that'd be great. Well, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, my name is Peter Cifuentes on Astro Digital Marketing. We basically run TikTok ads for primarily e-commerce businesses. That's what we specialize in and focus in. Um, I've been doing this for about, you know, just social media marketing in general for the past six years. So it's really been a journey going from freelance to starting my own agency and then building a team. And um, and then you guys also helping me out. And it's been it's just been a crazy, awesome journey. And I'm, I'm glad and happy to be here. Yeah, it's awesome. And when did you get started? When did the company get started? So it was kind of like a journey. I first started off not really having any direction. Mm -hmm. I was really just kind of trying to figure out, uh, you know, agency, the agency business and agency life in general. So we actually started out as a company called Elite Tactics Management. And that's, that was my first agency that I ever started. Um, it was just kind of like a placeholder name that I had made because I just wanted to I just wanted to start and kind of figure things out as I went along and and grow from there. So uh, Elite Tactics Management started two years ago and then not even uh, December of last year, we did a whole rebranding thing, created a, a brand new agency, which is Astro. So really, Astro has only been around for like seven, eight months. Yeah, since yeah, since December of last year so. That's yeah. fantastic. Um, what made now. you switch to that instead of sticking with the other company? Well, I did a lot of my research. And like I said, in the beginning, it was a lot of trying to figure out what I wanted to do, you know, because originally what I was really good at was growing Instagram accounts because that's what I did a lot of my freelance work with is I would coach people on how to build a personal brand. I would help people uh, a massive following for their business. I would help them create content calendars. And um, I realized that I was doing a lot of the work, right? Uh, I was basically like a glorified freelancer. And not only was I doing a lot of the work, but a lot of the clients that I had kept asking me, okay, well, what type of value is this giving to my business? You know, like what kind of, you know, KPIs can we, uh, you know, track for your success? And it was kind of really hard for me to do that because it's all organic traffic, you know, no. and, and also I was just starting out. So I had no clue, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I had no clue how, how to do any of that. So I, I tried to figure out something else that I could do within social media that could actually generate my clients results and that they could actually track um, the money that they're making. And I came across, um, you know, uh, social media advertising, specifically Facebook ads. And mm -hmm. that's, uh, where I kind of made that transition and started learning more, you know, specifically do just exclusively about paid media advertising on social media. And it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really, it wasn't just, um, you know, a money thing for my clients as well. It was a time thing for me. And I really wanted to build a business and eventually have employees and bring on, uh, you know, appointment setters and, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, what was your, uh, what do you charge in this business versus what you charged in the previous business? Was it the same similar ARPU, like retainer uh, revenue per customer per month, or was it different? It was, it was, it's completely different now. Like, really right, different? 
Yeah, like right right now, currently our pricing structure is yeah, it's a base retainer plus a percentage of return on ad spend. So uh, mm-hmm. currently, right now we charge uh, we're charging eighteen fifty plus you know a minimum of like five to ten percent return on ad spend. Whereas when I was doing you know the social media stuff, like I said, I had no clue. So I was yeah. char- I was charging like you know whatever I could, like five hundred bucks, you know. I, my one of my first clients, I got lucky enough to charge like a thousand bucks, and it was kind of like a month to month thing. I didn't really have contracts, whereas now, like I require a minimum of a three month contract, just so yeah, you know, not only not only do I know that the client is serious, that they're re- that they really want to scale their brand, but also it's like I need to pay my people too, you know, like my my employees, they need to get paid for their work. And uh, we just need that like guaranteed partnership so we can grow together, you know? Um, yeah. And it sounds like you, you brought your, it sounds like you brought your uh, retainer uh, price point down a bit uh, since la- we sort of first started working together, uh, you know, instead of the three to five grand now, it's like 1850 with the cut of the ad spend, which um, personally I think is, uh, it depends on the kind of business model in terms of if it's a good or bad move, move obviously. But uh, what made you do that? What was the primary reasons for doing that? Well, my my original thought process on charging that, you know, three to four grand a month just base retainer was that, you know, I know for a fact charging that we're not going to get as many clients. Right. But the thing is, Mm -hmm. charging that base retainer, we won't have to have as many clients. Right. Yeah. But then as I got on more and more calls and I started talking to more and more people and e-commerce brands, I started realizing, like, if I want to charge people three to four grand a month retainer, they need to be making at least like 80, 100K revenue a month. And yeah. those types of companies really are kind of like, you know, they're, uh, I don't want to say few and far between, but they get a lot of people reaching out to them every single day, you know, trying to work with them, you know? Yeah. So that was the main reason I lowered my prices because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more comfortable now too. And like from a financial perspective of taking a little bit more of a hit up front on that, um, you know, base, uh, that base fee and then yeah. charging on the performance because I know my team is going to perform really well, you know, cause we yeah. already, excuse me, we already have in the past. So mm-hmm. I'm just very confident now that we'll perform well and then we'll make up for it in the, in the back end on the return on ad spend. And it also is good, uh, you know, for smaller businesses as well, because then it allows them to afford, not only afford, be able to afford our services, but, then we can uh, grow and scale together. And then we get rewarded based off of our hard work and our talent that we bring to the table. So it just, it just makes so much more sense. <laughs> you know, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Andrew, do you have sense. any questions? Yeah. Why the switch from um, Facebook over to TikTok? That's a great question, actually. <laughs> um, so basically, my thought process on it was that Facebook has been around for their, their ad platform specifically has been around for 10 plus years, right? So when it comes to specializing in certain markets, like let's say if you just do Facebook ads, right? For, you know, real estate agents or e-commerce companies or uh, software as a service businesses, right? Facebook ads has been around for so long. So the market for agencies is so, is, is completely saturated. You know, there's so much competition and it's really hard to stand out in that competition. Not only that, if you try to advertise for that specific type of service, you know, your cost of advertising is going to be you know, pretty expensive because it's so competitive. So 
my my thought process on it was is that you know TikTok ads is something that's really is you know brand new. You know, it's only been out for technically like a, you know I think a few months now, like since the beginning of this summer. Yeah. So coming in with that, we can we're allowed to you know be a little bit more competitive and also kind of lead the charge in that specific um, you know that specific uh, social platform of running ads on. So that way, it's like we have less competition. And because it's so new, as TikTok ads grow and as our agency grows, well, we can become known as like a, an authority for the platform for running ads. So, so that's I, my thought process on it. I think there's just like a key theme here, right? Like niching down is absolutely the way to go to achieve real, real scale. For sure. That's yes. incredibly important. And yes. you know, I should yell at louder for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah, from the hilltops. Yeah, yeah. That's a very very good point. Niching down. Um so let's talk more about your uh your infrastructure, right? So you have um TikTok uh advertising. Um what does your company structure look like? Um how many people have on the team? Uh who manages the accounts, uh et cetera, et cetera. So currently we've actually recently brought on a lot more people and the way I've kind of structured most of how they get paid is well specifically from my cmo's perspective and also like appointment setters and stuff i've i've basically structured the pricing as uh, mostly pretty much everyone is contractors right or on a contract except for the cmo so currently right now i got to count let's see uh tajne uh one two three we have about five team members about five mm -hmm. so the way i've structured it is there's me right well if you include me there's six so there's me, which is the founder CEO. Right now, currently, I'm taking care of a lot of like the business stuff, the logistical stuff, money stuff. And then Tajane is directly responsible for not only our team and like managing our team, but also uh, talking to clients. Yeah. Basically creating their entire campaigns and creative strategies. And then from there, we also have a copywriter that she works with now. I know it's kind of like some people may be thinking it's kind of weird that you have a copywriter for TikTok ads because, you know, the copywriting really doesn't matter too much. It's more about the creative. Right. But basically, we've kind of like switched her role from now over to more um, a storytelling role and helping out with like scripts and ideas, uh, content ideas, because on TikTok is that's super, super important. Like you have to you're having to constantly constantly have new creatives like pretty much every single week because people's attention spans on there are just like ridiculous you know so it's like you'll have one content piece of content that goes for one week and then it dies out so yeah we have our copywriter and then we also have a, our content creator who films all the tiktoks whether it's on his he's like absolutely amazing i love his name's charlie i i, I love him so much he's like the most talented video editor creator like graphic designer ever he's so awesome um but he's the you, one that makes all the do you mind if i ask how do you how did you find that talent just to be honest with you like being completely honest with you is literally just through my friend like my friend your circle, network yeah that's right that's right just, that's how it always is yeah that's how it always is i i knew andrew for i've known andrew now for about uh two years i think right oh Maybe awesome three. 47 years now yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's been a long time so um definitely the 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 place i see a lot of people start um i know i told you i wasn't going to ask this at the beginning of the podcast but i actually think i will start asking people uh if they're willing to share uh because i have an interesting metric i want to start um finding out from agencies because i think it's very helpful for other people including ourselves but would you mind me asking what your monthly recurring revenue is for your business because 
I have a, a, a pertinent uh, question I think people would appreciate to know the answer of. For sure, so. yeah. Currently right now, like I said in the very beginning, we're scaling, but mm -hmm. as of right now, an average current monthly revenue we'd be making is anywhere from like thirteen to 15,000 a month in revenue. Got it. Okay, so, and then the, the question I wanna ask is um, about structure, right? So you have, how many full-time employees do you have in the company? Oh, just just me and, and the CMO. Got it, okay, so two. 13,000 divided by two, you're doing about $6,500 per employee, right? Yeah. Um, per month, right? So that's yes. a little bit less than $100,000 a year mm -hmm. uh, in revenue. I want to ask you, um, how do you envision that at scale with your current structure? Do you feel like your business model is one where, and I can tell you for us, actually, it's about uh, $100,000 per, but do you mm -hmm. think you have a business model where you could actually make more money per employee or less at scale based on what you currently see panning out going forward? Well, the way I've currently st structured it is we actually just brought on our last team members, which is our appointment setters that I yeah. literally just brought on, not even yesterday. They're currently being onboarded actually. Um, so with the current structure we have now, I'm, I am extremely confident that we can scale and keep our profit margins the same just because mm -hmm. the way I've, I've structured everything. And then eventually, obviously later on down the line, um, you know, I'm going to start paying people salary. So then, yeah. you know, you know, then we can also keep our a little bit more of our profit margins. But I do see there probably is going to be a point at scale where that may be an issue. And that's where I'm already kind of like pre-preparing in my head. OK, once that point comes, let's say like, you know, because the thing is, I'm confident that, you know, uh, let's just say for Tajnay, for example, I'm confident she can manage, you know, 10 20 client campaigns, but one media buyer, I, you know, one media buyer, I highly doubt, you know, from just my experience can manage more than 10 clients at once, you know, it's just a, a lot of work. So obviously, you would have to bring on more media buyers at that point. But from from a, from my perspective, like the way I've kind of set things up, I feel like eventually, like, like let's say for like at 100k a month or something like that, or, or not, excuse me, not 100k a month, like, uh, like, let's say 30 50k a month, then yeah. I've kind of like pre-prepared in my head, all right, uh, like Tajne, for example, and also myself as well, start paying salaries, you know, and then right. every, and even the appointment setters as well, maybe start paying them a salary or uh, a monthly, a monthly, um, you know, uh, fee or retainer, right? Because mm -hmm. currently right now, the way I've set it up is it's a percentage based thing, just right. because just because we don't have like a ton of revenue just to be, you know, pumping out. So I get that. Um, yeah. I get that. And so do you, um, what's the biggest thing that's holding you back from being at two to three exercises? Is it pretty much just leads? Is that why you hired appointment setters and everything like that? Exactly. Yeah. Because a lot yeah. of the clients that I've gotten or that I have currently right now have come from my network, right? Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A lot of them. And then. So it's an inconsistent source of lead generation, but it's, I'm assuming the closing rate is very high. Like we see with all the other interviews we do, everybody's yeah. is super high when it's from their network, but uh, it's For probably sure. inconsistent, right? It, exactly. So. Yeah. So that's why, exactly. That's why we brought on the appointment setters, started doing LinkedIn outreach. We're even going to start running our own ads again. We, used, we were running our ads in the beginning, but like I said, we didn't have like a clear direction. And now we actually have a clear direction a, like a super like like a super laser focused niche like now now it's like okay we're doing e-commerce but then we even thought even more we we're like okay well what what e like what specific niches are we going to target within e-commerce you know yeah. so 
now we've now we decided you know we're going to do food and beverage so yeah uh, it's just like like you said you know specializing and niching down is mm -hmm. just so important like i it is i used to think when i first started i was like oh like if you niche down you're gonna you know excuse me you're going to limit your opportunities or whatever but it is it's that's totally not the case <laughs> well i would say you know what i think it is it's 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 niching down and then uh once you get to uh what i've seen is you niche down until you get to a million and then once you're at a million you expand and then once you've expanded and you want to get to uh you know more than like two million dollars a year you want to get to like three five ten then then you got to find something that is better than anything else or just a key differentiating factor so like for us Part of the reason we have so much focus on Twiz Connect over the next like 12 months is because um, our Twiz marketing division is really solid, uh, but it's not the, I wouldn't say it's the best in the world at any specific thing. It's just a really solid service for the price and way better than our competitors for the price. But that's the thing. It's it's on, on the on the vector of, of sort of like business strategy, if you think about it, right? Um, mm -hmm. Are you trying to win on price? Are you trying to win on quality? Are you trying to win on like, being the best, whatever. Um, I would say our Twiz marketing division is is right now at the place where it could sustain about two million dollars a year, but it's not unique enough to be uh, a a different um, sort of like uh, uh, kind of business that everyone will know about and be able to actually just you know grow rapidly in the space, right? Because you got to create some sort of different type of product, so. What are you guys doing as a TikTok advertising agency to be either the best, the cheapest, the uh, most quality, wh whatever it might be? Like, what is your competitive difference that nobody else does as good as you? So our competitive difference is in the creative, right? Mm -hmm. Our like, if you go on our website, like it literally says on you know the homepage, it says we're a creative-focused, data-driven TikTok advertising agency. Because yeah. on, on TikTok, a lot of these, you know, and, and in reality, even if you look up a TikTok advertising agency online, you're literally you're going right now currently only going to find like a handful of them. And, yeah. and you know, they all different, all differentiate themselves differently. Like, um, I don't know if you've heard of like uh, this company called Obviously, like the way they do it is through influencers, right? Mm. But we're very, like, very, very creative focused because you guys are know... like a production studio almost. Exactly. Yes. We're yeah. like, a, yeah, basically a production studio that runs ads. <laughs> yeah. For TikTok. It's, it's just like on TikTok, like I said earlier, like creative is the most important part of your campaigns and making sure that you're making the right creative, you know, because I've seen so many people that run TikTok ads. Like there's this one company called MC St. Bars, Barths. Mm or however you say it and they literally run these like graphic ads with like loud music and it's like woo woo and then the like the <laughs> you know the shorts are like I don't know, man. It sounds really fun to me <laughs> but the thing is you know you, you look at them and these ads they only get like 100 likes and then other yeah. ads that are way more organic and they feel like an actual real person like a real human being made them yeah they get like sometimes 50 60 100,000 likes on an ad which is, you know, on Facebook, you go to Facebook and that's like right now that's like unheard of, you yeah. know? So it's just like the amount of impressions that you can get is crazy. But the only way you can do that is by having amazing creative. And if you don't have that on TikTok, then you're just wasting your money. And that's just a yeah. fact, you know? Very cool. Very cool, man. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. Andrew, do you have any final questions for Peter? 
Um, no, I don't. Um, if I did, I would go just into the <laughs> nitty gritty of like media buying, and I don't think that's going to serve too much of a purpose. Hey, yeah. what we'll do, we'll have uh, Peter back, um, you know, in a few months from now. Uh, what's your goal? Let's set an intention. What's your goal for the next quarter? So by the like by the end of this year, I want to mm -hmm. be at at least thirty thousand a month of revenue, recurring yeah, revenue. revenue. Yeah, recurring revenue. And I yeah. think I think the way that I'm like everything is currently set up and the way everything's going, I think that is completely 100% doable because mm -hmm. from December till now we went from or December of last year right till now we went from zero dollars to you know 13 to 15k a month so yeah. in, in my opinion that's amazing you know? oh yeah yeah no that's that's a great growth I I got I remember when we did it ourselves and it was such a good feeling and then now you got some other battles you gotta you gotta overcome which there will always be more um but sure. I'm gonna wrap up here with just five questions um so first question how old are you I am I just turned 24 in May oh nice man yeah. nice that's awesome still, um, a little, still a little young <laughs> yeah but congrats man I mean literally you're you're like the exact age and revenue as uh, I was when, when I got started, literally really? it's awesome. identical. So I, I think you're going to crush it. Um, agency age. Uh, you said it was when it was how many years or months is well for Astro. It's only been like, uh, it's so not uh, 10 months actually. Yeah. 10 months. Okay, cool. Nice. So one year, basically, yeah. uh, any book recommendations you'd give to the audience? Oh yes. And actually it's going to be kind of, this is like probably going to be kind of like a untraditional one because it's not like a like an agency book or a sales book or whatever. But um, I actually have it on there. It's called um, the Midnight Library. It's a okay. fantastic book about. I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's about like uh, life, death, and choices. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Bit heavy read. Um, yeah. <laughs> what is your end goal for the agency? You know, buy, sell, uh, get it to hundred million dollars in revenue. What's your goal? Yeah, my my goal is I want to I want this to be kind of like my cash cow that mm -hmm. will kind of fund other ventures that I want to do, fund my life, you know, fund my investments. You know, I, I kind of want my agency to be like my bread and butter, you know, so, you want to harvest basically. Exactly. So what do you want to get it to uh, and then harvest? Like, what's your ideal goal? I would say my ideal goal. I'm OK. Like, I'm to be honest with you, like, I don't really have like. I'm not really like a very high maintenance guy, you know, so I'm comfortable with a million, two million a year, you know? Yeah. So that, so that way I can go off and, and do other things. Cause in reality, like I love agency life. I love building this business. I, I just love, you know, digital marketing in general, but it's, it's really not like the thing I want to do for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. So, and that's one to 2 million in, in revenue or in your pocket in revenue a year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, got I'm, it. I'm, I'm totally comfortable with that. And then I can go I on. Think, and, I think a lot of people are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll go good. on and, and put money into investments and ETFs and have them. Get that you know, Roth IRA. Smart. Already, already got one. Smart move. <laughs> yeah. um, and then if someone were to give you a cash offer to buy your agency today, how much would you, uh, would, ha would it have to be in order to completely sell it? Uh, man, you, you would have to like currently right now as, mm -hmm. as it is, Ah, man, it would have to be like at least like 
I don't know, man. I just don't think I'd sell it right now. <laughs> but if, <laughs> but I had, if you could, if someone if did. I could, if I could, if someone came up to me and they're like, hey, I'll give you like 500K for your agency right now and you can just walk away and do whatever yeah. else you want. I think I'd take it, you know, because cur- yeah. currently, currently where I'm at right now, like to me, that's a lot of money, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like that's a yeah. lot of freaking money, especially where I grew up and like came from. Like that's a yeah. lot of money, you know, no, 100 percent. Hundred percent. Definitely, I would definitely. If I could put a number on it, yeah, I'd take that. Well, I really believe that agencies are a very solid asset class, and I think over the next five years, ten years, it's going to be even more solid. So, uh, I think you know, agency valuations are always something I ask about because I think uh, it'll be a lot more streamlined in the market going forward. But uh, thank you, Peter, for being on the the uh, podcast. We'll have you back on yeah. maybe in, in a quarter if, if you're if you're down. If you would for grace sure, us yeah. with your presence, and uh, <laughs> if you guys want to go check out Peter, um, I assume it's. Uh, uh, astrodigitalmarketing.com still right no other yes. places yeah, no, okay no other places yeah awesome I, well, I appreciate yeah. you having me on man I, I appreciate it a lot yeah it's been fantastic great interview thank you so much peter uh thank until next time, time. Yeah, man I'll talk to you all later all right thank, thank you, you. Bye. Bye.